Local sports. For 75 years, NCMIC has been doing the right thing for its customers, employees, and the community. Now, here's Miller and Condon. Eleven oh five on a Monday, Miller and Condon with you until noon. It's Des Moines Sports Station, fourteen sixty KXNO one oh six point three FM. Still to come, bottom of the hour or thereabouts. Our friend Michael Swain from Cyclone Alert, part of twenty four seven Sports dot com on Iowa State as they get set to take on you and I this uh, coming Saturday. That is a three o'clock kick. You can hear the game down one hallway. On 100.3 The Bus, of course, down the other hallway, you can listen to Indiana and Iowa on 1040 WHO. You can listen to Baseball Conversation right now with our friend Matt Snyder from CBSSports.com. Another crazy week culminated by, uh, I guess, the Mets, right? And, uh, geez, what a crazy, crazy... I hate to root for that team, Matt Snyder. Um, it, it, It would be so difficult to do so. I mean, they lead the whole way. Now they're looking way, way up in Atlanta, the schedules. They were pretenders is what they were. Now the players uh, revolting against the fans. My gosh, where does it end? How are you? Uh, yeah, yeah, I'm fine. That was quite the intro. Right. Uh, yeah, it's, I mean, okay. So hobbies obviously shouldn't have said anything. I think everybody can agree on that. But my Lord, the fallout is like somebody murdered somebody or something. We've got... The team releasing a statement, everybody going crazy like it's the worst thing they ever heard. I mean, good Lord, settle down. But, you know, it kind of is, uh, if you follow Mets fans on Twitter, this is kind of how they are. Everything's the most dramatic thing in the world. <laughs> yeah, this was one of them. Baez and uh, uh, Lindor, Kevin Pillar was involved. The owner comes out with the statement. Look, it, as much as anything, I, I think it's... Um, it, it's it's where they were. They teased their fan base for the entire season, right? They led the whole way. DeGrom's yeah. putting up MVP-type numbers. Not only is he going to win the Cy Young, but he's the MVP of the entire league. And then the schedule toughens up and the injuries, and all of a sudden now they are, what, seven and a half games behind the Atlanta Braves, four games below five hundred, and it seems like it's over. It's one of the more... I say impressive tongue in cheek, one of the more impressive meltdowns that I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. I think like it was towards the end of July they had I, I four, four and a half game lead. Yeah. Now it's seven and a half deficit in in just a month. To do that kind of work in a month is an incredibly <laughs> efficient meltdown. And it, everything's gone wrong. Uh so yeah, it's and I have to say like as much as I just made fun of the, the fans and I, I Sandy Alderson for releasing a statement and naming Javier Baez by name, that was ridiculous. The players are making it worse. I mean, you've got Tywan Walker and Marcus Stroman and Kevin Pillar going after fans on Twitter mm. over this. Like, everybody's doing a bad job. <laughs> the fans, the owner, the front office, the players, it's just it's a complete tire fire. Speaking of meltdowns, that was Alex Reyes again oh. on the bump yesterday. Yeah. Third blown save in the last three weeks. He's taken three losses during that time. Incredible stuff. Young man working his way back off of a bunch of injuries early in his career. Looks like, though, they're looking around and 
You look at that bullpen, it, it doesn't seem like there's an easy answer of what direction to go in the ninth. No, there's not. And you would think, like, Reyes has too good stuff to, to be melting down like yeah. that. Now, the, the walks have been an issue all year. The home runs haven't until recently. Uh, but, yeah, I just between all the injuries and the inconsistency, I don't think there's anywhere else really to turn. I think you just keep running them out there. And, really, I don't think that they're a playoff team anyway. Mm-hmm. So it's probably not the biggest deal in the world to, to kind of try to let him work through it. Yeah, three. There's still three and a half out. I mean, they've got a prayer. There's only one wild card available. The Dodgers are up eleven <laughs> yeah, and yeah. a half. You know, and and to that end, and I know we're we're going to hear a lot about it, but in both leagues, because it looks as though Tampa's going to uh, have to play the Yankees in all likelihood. Uh, it looks as though. Um, the Giants are going to have to play the yeah. Dodgers. <laughs> Meanwhile, the Braves and the Brewers got not a free pass, but for one of those teams, you'd much rather go that route. Likewise, with the White Sox and the Astros, uh, we're going to be. This is going to be a big talker as we get to the end of September, early October, isn't it? Yeah, probably. I, I mean, it's. I, I don't know if it, it'll spur any change. I mean, we've seen stuff like this. In the past, I started to bring up my Cubs again, but <laughs> hey, I, I've got to live in the past now at this point. Well, that's for sure. Uh, but you know, 2015, the NL Central, the three best records in all of baseball, and you had the 98 win Pirates get beat by the 97 win Cubs in the wild card, and then the 97 win Cubs beat the 100 win Cardinals in the NLDS, and then the Mets swept the Cubs and went to the World Series, and it looked like okay, the one side, like you said, not necessarily a free pass. That's way oversimplifying it but a much easier route if for example we're talking about the brewers getting to line up woodruff burns and peralta if they're at full strength against the braves in the nlds and then it, it let's say they sweep them then they just get a rest while the let's say the giants and dodgers beat up on each other seems like it's a lot easier road for the brewers there but i don't know if if there's anything that will be an impetus for a fix because, you know, it seems to work itself out in the postseason, and we seem to get over it as the years pass. A incredible weekend plus for Sal Perez. A guy that... Is he getting close to Hall of Fame talk? I, I think it's more than talk. You look at what he did early in his career. Oh. Matt, I completely missed on this. I thought the Royals organization ran through him the amount of games and innings they put on his legs early on. And here he is at 31 years old. They kind of did, though. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they did. And 38 the home Tommy runs. Tommy John surgery was like their saving yeah. grace. That's a great point. Yeah. Yeah. Took a lot out of yeah. it. Yeah, took a lot off of him and off the legs for a year. Mm-hmm. But between, this guy, Yeah, between the Tommy John and the pandemic last year, mm-hmm. he had some rest. Yeah. That helps in a big-time way. Yeah. Go to Ken's point. Hall of Famer, Sal Perez, is it as simple as that now? No, I'm not there yet. Not yet, but, uh, but get, you're, you're in the he's conversation. Into the discussion. Yeah. I mean, if we're going to have years like this, where 38 homers, 94 RBIs, uh, 544 slugging um, at age 31, a catcher, if he piles on a few more of these, mm-hmm. let's say he's at 190 home runs right now, let's say he gets over 300 home runs and over 1,000 RBIs with the workload that he put together behind the plate, uh, 1,130 hits, gets up around 2,000 hits, yeah, I, I think we'd be in the discussion then. Yeah. Yeah, and I and I was one that um he's a nice player, but he's in that there's a whole bunch of nice players. You gotta be something special and he's he's changing some opinions. Uh, I wanna get your take on on the Padres. It it seemed like Chase Tingler 
did he panic when he when he fired Rothschild? I mean, look, it's not his fault. I don't think that all these pitchers are it's on the, the IL, right? Yeah. Um, and this yeah, is one of the most respected yeah. guys in the game, and to do it this late, I don't know why he went down this path. I'm not a fan of scapegoating during the season like that, unless it's something just absolutely catastrophic. Um, and when it comes to the Padres and their their rotation issues, it's been like like you said, it's mostly been injury mm-hmm. or just you, Ryan Weathers. He, he's 21. He was drafted out of high school. He, he skipped several levels in the minors. He just wasn't ready for this. And uh, a prospect like Mackenzie Gore, who's been hurt all year and has taken steps back, that really hurt the organization. You, you had the Mike Clevenger injury last October. Denelson Lamed, the injury lingered into this year and they haven't been able to get him right. Paddock's hurt right now. You Darvish was just on the injured list. I, I, I mean, are we really going to blame the, the pitching coach on Blake Snell? Because that's really the only area where it hasn't been an injury and the guy has underperformed. So I, that's tough. And speaking of tough, have you seen the rest of their schedule? No, I didn't. How bad is it? Giants, Dodgers, a whole bunch of times? Uh, they have the Diamondbacks for three and the Angels for two. Everybody else has a winning record. They've got, uh, the Dodgers six times, the Giants 10, the Braves three, the Astros three, and then at Cardinals three. Mm. Cardinals maybe still 25 games, 25 of their 30 games left are against teams with winning record. Well, yeah, it's a good point, Trent, because the Padres are going to earn it. Yeah. If they get there. Speaking of earning it, Wander Franco, the number one pick from a couple years back. He was called up back in June. There was some fanfare at the time, but he Mm -hmm. plays for the A's, and you just kind of forget. All he's done is put together the second longest on-base streak for a kid under 21, other than Mickey Mantle. Not a bad start for Franco, huh? Yeah, and it's it's funny that for whatever reason, and I think we could probably pin it down, it seems like the Rays' individual players, a lot of times are kind of under the radar, and I think it's by design there, other than like an Arena run mm-hmm. last September and October. But like this guy should have a lot more fanfare. Yes. Uh, you know, it's 20 years old, best prospect in baseball heading into the year, and, and he's absolutely on fire right now, as you mentioned, getting the numbers up there. Maybe a deep postseason run if he stars. Maybe that'll be the thing that breaks through. Mm-hmm. But yeah, he's been. Gosh, I'm looking at if it just did the last 12 games. Yeah, 396 with a 453 on base and 604 slugging in his last 12 games. So he's all kinds of on fire right now. Hmm. You know who else is on fire? The schedule maker is everybody, not everybody, but um, uh, certainly a majority of our audience focusing on college football. NFL starts a week from Thursday. But have you guys <laughs> seen some of the series we've got? I mean, Cardinals and, uh, Cardinals and, and uh, Cincinnati, absolutely massive. Mm-hmm. Boston and Tampa Bay, big, big series in the American League East. Atlanta's going to play the Dodgers. Uh, the Brewers are on the road taking on the Giants. Houston and Seattle still have some business. Seattle's hanging around the wild card. So while focus is certainly, or football rather, certainly you know taking away a lot of the focus from MLB, MLB has certainly put out some, I think, fascinating series to begin this week. Yeah, absolutely. And it's, I felt like in the middle of July, maybe around the All-Star break, when I was looking at the races, I got like mildly depressed. I was like, man, we're not going to have that many good races. And in the divisions, maybe that's true. Maybe it's just NL West. But the wild card is, I mean, in, in both leagues, the wild card, it, 
at least the second wild card in the National League, maybe both in the American League, unless the Yankees kind of run away with it. But I feel like those races are going to be amazing down the stretch. So it's, well, you know, speaking of college football, NFL, baseball, we're in for a really fun September. Mm -hmm. Yep, no doubt about it. So, seen a couple of articles, and they were both really long, so I haven't dug completely in it. But talking about the Atlantic League and their move from the pitcher's mound at 60 feet, 6 inches, to 61, 6. And there hasn't been a ton of data yet. It's been less than a month. But conversations about that impact, what that's going to be, and ultimately if this is going to come to Major League Baseball, trying to circumvent yeah. you know, what pitchers have done. Matt, have you dug into those numbers at all, seen anything, or is it just too early to get into the data? It's probably too much of a small sample, but I, my, my colleague R.J. Anderson did a really deep dive and interviewed a bunch of players from there and said what was interesting is that they actually, for, for whatever reason, probably a small sample fluke, but uh, he said actually the strikeout rate went up. So, really? And a lot of the pitchers said it gave their, their breaking balls more time to uh-huh. kind of develop and break, and whereas it's only a foot, the fastball doesn't really die that much in, in the extra foot. So... I don't know if it's having its intended effect, but it's too early to, to really put a ton of stock into what's going on. Uh, last thing for me, Yadier Molina coming back for one more year. I mean, uh, just a tremendous career that he's had. Um, it is see when I and I read your piece. When did it come out? Late last week on, on uh, Molina. Wednesday, Thursday, Wednesday, Thursday, maybe. Yeah, it feels like Thursday. See, I, I don't just know, the days all bleed together. Yeah, they really do. Yeah. I just thought that uh, that, that he's a no doubt about it Hall of, Hall of Famer. Uh, are there people out there that don't believe that? Um, I yeah. just thought he's going to march right into Cooperstown. I really did. Uh, but is there some pushback on that? Um, yeah, I, I don't think it's going to be enough to keep him out. Uh, probably gets in on the first ballot. I'm a voter. Like if you read my piece, mm-hmm. then you would see that I'm a yes on him. Yep. But there's a decent number of people that think he is totally, completely, outrageously overrated. And I, I even threw in Russell Martin's name in there on purpose because there are <laughs> literally people who say he's just Russell Martin with mm. more fanfare. Mm. I love Russell. But Martin. I think it's I think it's a vocal I think it's a vocal minority. Right. Yeah, Russell Martin does not belong in the same sentence as Yadi Merlina, and I love Martin, a good Canadian boy, played <laughs> yeah. in Toronto, uh, does not belong in the same uh, same sentence, other than they're both catchers. Well, we finish yeah. with this. Matt Snyder from CBS, of course, on the baseball beat, but you are an Indiana grad, and your fine alma mater ah, will nice. be making its yeah. way to Kinnick Stadium for a whooping 2.30 on Saturday. <laughs> Matt, you saw a big jump forward from that program. Tom Allen has done great work, continues yeah, to build. Yes. He is... He's a fun coach to listen to. You can see how the guys buy in. So there's expectations that certainly haven't been there outside of the fan base in a long time. Just a, a quick preview from a Hoosier perspective for us. Uh, you know, we, we've been teased before, hmm. and so we're all scared to get hurt again. So <laughs> I think we're really nervous for this one. But, gosh, almost everybody's back from last year. I mean, Wap Fillier and maybe a couple guys on defense are it. Everybody else is back. And that was a team that was so good through the 6-1 and one start. Now we looked pretty terrible in the bowl game, but there were so many weeks off and the COVID issues. I don't know. Whatever. Um, I'm, a, I'm a proud season ticket holder. I'm really nice. excited. But yeah, at the same time, we're nervous because 
we generally always get hurt every time we think that the program has made a turn. Well, when we talk to you next week, um, this will be one of the talking points. Yes. One, either yeah. you or Trent yeah. will have some bragging rights uh, when we reconvene. I just hope Penix doesn't get hurt. Yeah, good that point. Dude, he, he's so good, but he gets mm-hmm. hurt so often. He, he wasn't in against Penn State. He was in. Yes, he was. Okay. He was absolutely was. I'm outvoted. The ball was right inside the pylon. Come All on. right. Uh, Matt Snyder, CBSSports.com. Love talking baseball with you, Matt. Uh, have a great weekend. Talk to you next week. All right. You guys, too. Thank you. Have Matt Snyder, CBSSports.com. We talk a little MLB. Yeah, the wild cards are going to be just a blast. It starts tonight. Reds, Cardinals, that's where that's I That's pretty be. good, right? Yes. And that's early pitch. Our early 540, I want to say. Oh, okay. Yeah, I think it's early. Interesting start time to that All one. All right, go cards, go. Keep them in the hunt. They're only three and a half back, but yeah. Reyes, Trent, I just, you, you can't keep sending them out there. But who are you doing in... Well, that's a good point. Glegos, he was a can of gas. What was that, Thursday last week? He gave up six. They had a big lead in that game. I, just yeah. isn't anybody that's easy to slide in that yeah. spot. I just saw the, um, Channel 13's on in the studio. They're, mm-hmm. pro- they're promoting uh, RVTV, and they have the Pewter family. So I was, I'm on Twitter last night. <laughs> of course, it's night that it is. Okay. Anyways, I'm always on Twitter. And I get it for somebody followed me. And it's the Pewter family. The Pewter family. The is a Twitter account. And I responded in, almost incredulously. How in that world was that available in Iowa or anywhere, but especially where we live? I mean, everybody comes up with an account, right? Mm -hmm. But the Pewter family, until this weekend, had not been claimed on Twitter. Well, they are now. At Pewter family, so this is going to be a parody account, I'm going to guess. I guess. Yeah, I don't know what they're going to do with it. I mean, they... um, uh, got something between their ears to think about trying to snap that one up. They did. I hope they got a plan for it because it could be really, you know, a pretty good account at least for a couple of weeks every year, right? Making the live replica, people taking pictures of it. I guess. So it's going to be well done. Follow at the Pewter family. <laughs> uh, we will come back with Michael Swain. He covers Iowa State. For CycloneAlert.com, part of 24-7 Sports, Michael Swain next, Miller and Condon till noon, Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO, 107- On your side. The Central Iowa Sports Network is your home for year-round coverage of high school athletics in the CIML and the only place to watch Des Moines Menace Soccer. Providing coverage year-round and always streaming for free on YouTube and at CISN.TV. Subscribe to CISN TV on YouTube to stay up to date on upcoming events. Like and follow on Facebook and Twitter at CISN TV or visit their website at CISN.TV. CISN TV, the home for live. Maybe you're thinking about franchising your business or purchasing a franchise. There's an experienced and trustworthy franchise lawyer right in your backyard. Don't waste your time or money searching for a lawyer out of state when Rush Niggett is here and ready to help your business. Hi, I'm Rush. I've specialized in business and franchise law for the past 25 years. I don't just want to be your lawyer. I want your business to succeed as much as you do. Your business needs Rush. Visit his award-winning blog at RushOnBusiness.com. It's good to have Rush on. Football's right. 
right around the corner. Get in on the action with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. And with the NFL returning, DraftKings giving new customers $200 in free bets instantly when you bet $1 or more on any football game. But not just new customers. You returners, listen to this. Indeed, Trent. Head to DraftKings Sportsbook app now and place a bet of $1 or more on any week one game to receive $200 in free bets instantly. DraftKings didn't forget about their current customers. All customers can participate in this one. This no-brainer on opening night. All customers can double their money as long as the defending Super Bowl champion, the Tom Brady-led Tampa Bay Buccaneers, don't get beat by 74 points. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app right now. Use the promo code KXNO to receive $200 in free bets when you place a $1 bet on any football game. That's promo code KXNO to get your free $200 in free bets instantly. For a limited time, only at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL, must be 21 or older, Iowa only, new customers only, minimum $5 deposit, and $1 wager required. One per customer. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com. Slash sportsbook for details. Gambling problem call. Now back to Miller and Condon on 1460 KXNO and 106.3 FM. Here's Ken and Trent. All right, welcome back. 1130 Miller and Condon, 1460 KXNO, 106.3 FM. So I can... I've about almost stopped in the middle of our DraftKings live read there. Yeah. This just bothers me. I, I don't like this at all. So can you go back in the uh, in the computer? Mm-hmm. The bump that we play going into the break, I get Cyhawks coming up next week. Yeah. And our PD is a Hawk fan. I get that. So did, were you listening closely? Play this. This is unfair. This shouldn't air on KXNO. No matter what conference your team plays in next year, we've got you covered. It's Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 AM and 106.3 FM. This, this is KXNO. That's poking Iowa State with a stick. Well, he's, they're just saying, even if they're in the Mountain West or the MAC, we're still going to cover them. Jeez. Yeah, that's a low blow. That's a low blow. <laughs> So you're saying pull that one out? I would. I mean, I never would have recorded it in the first place, for God's sakes. Half of our audience is Cyclone No matter where you're relegated to next year, we'll still talk about you. Come on. Well, next year, yeah. Next year. (laughs) Anyways, let's get to Michael Swain. Wherever, whatever conference Iowa State's in, Michael Swain's going to talk about it with us. See, we wouldn't have done that intro. Hello, Michael Swain. Trent and Ken, how are you? I'm doing well, and you're right. Wherever the Cyclones end up in the future, I will I'll definitely be covering them. But really excited for game week. It's uh, finally here. Yeah, let the bells ring out and the banners fly, my friend. It is a long, uh, it's been a long wait. Um, so what's, uh, what's the week like uh, as far as media availability for you? I know you get Matt Campbell tomorrow. May We may or may not get a depth chart, <laughs> um, uh, which, you know, doesn't worth the, print, the paper it's printed on for some coaches. And and then what? Is that it for access? Will you get the coordinators like you normally do late in the week? Yeah, I'm pumped about it. So we get Campbell and some players in person on Tuesday. And then on Wednesday, we get the offensive coordinator and defensive coordinator, Tom Manning and John Haycock, and they will both be on Zoom. So um, that'll be really good. We didn't have that last year, the coordinator availability. So really excited to kind of get to pick their brains throughout the season. So it's you and I. It's a game that in the past has been very difficult. Yeah, been There's tough. 
Never been a team, though, like this Iowa State team coming back with all the returning production, the preseason hype. When you look at it, it's an FCS team, but a good FCS program. How much attention do you think is going to be placed on Northern Iowa this week as opposed to, well, it's week one. It doesn't matter who it is. We're going to go out there. What's the conversation when you get ready to talk to the players and the coaches? What do you think it's going to be towards the Panthers this weekend? Yeah, I think it's, I think for Iowa State specifically, I think you look at the matchup here and it is different than I think the last time they played a few years back because you look at Iowa State and their ability to kind of control the trenches. So I think it's one of those things where Iowa State's, uh, talent level at the line of scrimmage is a lot better than it was, you know, two years ago and even against you and I in years past as well. But I think that for Iowa State, if you're asking kind of, uh, questions to players i think the big thing for me is going to be you know what are they looking to get out of this game is this something where you're trying to find your sea legs is it you're still working on stuff in fall camp how much experimenting is going to be done in terms of like you know the offensive line or the rotations that are done so i think it's more not necessarily asking questions about you know what what challenge does you and i pose because i think you know you can assume that i State will be able to get out of this game with a win just based on pure talent level of the trenches, being able to control the game that way rather than having to rely on maybe Brock Purdy making a lot of throws. So I think you're more looking at what these players want to get tuned up before the really big Seahawks game next week. Yeah, it's going to be massive. Have you heard that game day, there's a chance that game day will be in Ames next week? Have you heard that? Yeah. Yeah, I saw what Chris Williams tweeted yeah. over the weekend. Um, it'll be interesting. I know that there was like previous reports that they may go to the Navy game, mm-hmm. but I believe that game got picked up by CBS, did, if yes. my memory serves. Yep. So I'm not necessarily sure if ESPN is going to want to go to a, a, a place where they're promoting a, a game that's on another network. So I'll be interested to see if they go to Ames. I'm sure I'd be Iowa State fans would be excited. I'd be excited to get to cover game day in person. That'd be pretty sweet. But um, in terms of like the, the feasibility of it happening, I think there's a, a chance it could. Absolutely. And i got to think contingency plans are being made. And what Chris tweeted out, if uh, Indiana and Iowa State both hold serve, that uh, it indeed is coming. So let's let's talk about the receivers. We know Hutchinson's going to get his. I'm not talking about tight ends, just wide receivers. We think Tariq Milton's going to be, you know, he was hurt the entire year last year. Uh, and, and this year he's coming into it and he's got that chip and I think he's going to have a really good year. But then who's going to be next? Which of these is it skates is it shaw shaw certainly flash wilson's had his chances even this noel guy a kid that you've been talking about a lot who do you think that other one in that group is the receiver to step up this year yeah it's funny you ask that i'm gonna write something for tomorrow about kind of some breakout candidates and i think my pick there would be joe skates i think what i've heard just from kind of players and talking to nate shieldhouse earlier this spring and then listening to kind of just in general everyone talk about joe skates it does sound like kind of something switched with him where I think the mental side of the game has really started to click for him. And just, again, talking to guys and about what's maybe limited him in years past, it's been kind of that mental side of the game and being locked in all throughout practice and then being locked in all game. And so I think he'd be my pick. I think you look at his overall ability. You know, Nate Shilohaus said he might be the fastest guy on the team if you're going to run a straight 100 meters, which I think you look at Iowa State, right? You're looking for guys to break the top off the defense. Creek Milton could be that guy, but I think Joe Skates would also add another element there that, you know, Sean Shaw is a really big target, and he's a really good pass catcher. But I think if you're looking for a deep threat, I think Joe Skates offers that. And I think if you're looking at Iowa State making it the most potent offense that it can be, I think if you have two guys that can blow the tops off of defenses like Milton and Skates on the field at one time, that's going to put a lot of pressure on defenses because you can't come short because they'll, they'll go over the top on you. But then you can't give a ton of space to guys like Charlie Kohler Xavier Hutchinson and Brees Hall, because they're just going to, you know, dink and dunk for eight yards of play. 
So I think Joe Skates is someone that could be kind of one of the keys for Iowa State on offense if they're really going to kind of reach that full potential of being just a potent offense is kind of in, in both facets of the pass and the run. Six main players departed after last season. It's an incredibly small number. Jaquan Bailey, Dylan Saner, Lawrence White, Kenny Nwangu, and Landon Akers. Of that group of six, who has the biggest shoes to fill? Who, Ooh, who's the one. one that you look back upon and say, that's going to be the most difficult to replace? Yeah, I think... I would say, you know, if, you know, when we first say that, I think Jaquan Bailey. I sure. think that's anytime you have the all-time sack leader you're leaving. Like that's, those are big shoes to fill. And Will McDonald has been prolific. He has been incredible. I've said on our podcast that I think he could be one of those guys that plays his way into being a first-round pick. That's mm-hmm. how talented he is. He's six foot four. He's got the length. He's got a forty-two-inch vertical. Someone that has the intangibles. But I just, uh, I'll believe it when I see. It, I think to some degree with him going against the run because we haven't seen that a ton from him. So I think that's something I'll be watching against you and I and against Iowa and then against Baylor, kind of those first, you know, three out of the first four weeks of the season. Is how is he doing against the run? Because if he ends up being a solid guy against the run, he can play all three downs. I think he has just the loads of potential. But I also would look for someone like Jaquan Amos, the safety from Villanova who transferred to Iowa State to replace kind of Lawrence White. Iowa State reshuffled their safeties. Greg Eisworth, according to Dion Broomfield, the safeties coach, is now playing that free safety spot that White played over the last few seasons, and Jaquan Amos now is playing at that strong safety spot, which covers more ground. They play the field, kind of cover slot corners. And so Jaquan Amos comes to Iowa State after playing all over Villanova secondary. He played as a safety, played as a corner, played as a nickelback. So he's someone, too, I think that has some big-time shoes to fill because he's stepping up a level, going from Mm -hmm. FCS to Power 5. And so I think those are probably the two guys I'll have kind of my eye on here in the first few weeks of the season because they do have big shoes to fill just in terms of consistency. Yeah, very good very good answers on both. I'd throw Kane Nwongo just because how he turned around Mm -hmm. games last year uh, with his special teams plays. But, uh, yeah, that Amos kid, I forgot about him. Um, Here's the other one that – Speaking of the secondary, I think it's it's the only battle. Correct me if I'm wrong. Young versus uh, T- uh, Tavon Kyle. Uh, Kyle certainly flashed as a freshman. I thought he took a step back last year. Is that maybe one of the? I don't know if it's up for grabs or not. Is it one of those positions that uh, a, a camp battle is between those two guys? One hundred percent. It is uh, one of the closest battles I think that Iowa State has had. I think you look at up and down the roster, right? A lot of returning talent, not a lot of battles out there, but I think offensive line and then that second corner spot are probably the two biggest position battles out there because you look at kind of, there's three guys really that are competing for that spot. It's Tavon Kyle, Daytron Young, both of them played a lot last year. And then a, a redshirt, or now he's a sophomore actually, played in enough games last year, TJ Tampa. Mm, um, yeah. He's got a really good camp from what I've heard. He's someone dating back to the spring that the coaching staff I think has really high hopes for as a corner. He's six foot two. You know, played wide receiver, played basketball. If you're on Twitter, there's a great video of him dunking in high school where like, he looks like LeBron James just in terms <laughs> of the bounce that he has, you know, getting up in the air. So he's someone that has kind of loads of potential. So if you're looking for that second corner spot, I do think Daytron Young will probably start the season. He's healthy for the first time this offseason, you know, in his Iowa State career. But I think you're going to see kind of all three of those guys play throughout the season. And I think we're looking for like long term options there. I think TJ Tampa could be the guy. Mm. And love six foot two yes. in a corner. Big corners yeah. are nice to have. So you were looking towards the future on Friday night, Michael. You made the uh, short trek up to Ankeny to see the Hawks and their new quarterback, J.J. Cole, as they dispatch Waukee. Pretty easy victory for them. Big frame in J.J. Cole. He's six foot six. Offers already from Iowa, Iowa State, and Florida State. Tell us what you saw from the big quarterback. Yeah, I, I so for reference, I got to see. 
J.J. Cole throw at Iowa State's camp on June 1st. That was when they offered him the scholarship. And, of course, I think anytime you watch a six foot six quarterback with the arm that J.J. Cole has, you're going to be impressed by kind of the, the talent that just jumps off when you watch him. Um, but getting to watch him on Friday, I think, you know, was reinforced kind of the arm talent that he has and the legit size that he has. But I think his touch on some deep throws really stood out to me. You look at a lot of kind of the bigger quarterbacks um, in terms of kind of college and going ahead to the pros, you think about guys like Josh Allen, you know, even looking at the 49ers now with Trey Lance, these are guys that have really big arms that are kind of big dudes as well. But the question is, you know, how accurate are they down the field sometimes? And I thought that J.J. Cole showed really good touch on some down-the-field throws. Now, he didn't convert all of them. There was a drop pass um, and then another one that he kind of just let sail on a little bit. But I thought in general that that was one of the big things that stood out. Now, if you're going to go to Ankeny games, you know, this season and watch J.J., I think the thing that I'd say to look at is, you know, what is he looking like kind of throwing from the line of scrimmage to 10 yards? Because that was one of the things where I charted some of his throws, and most of his incompletions came kind of around that kind of short yardage area where I think he has a big arm, but I think at times maybe it's one of those things where you got to learn how to maybe take a tiny bit off the fastball so guys were able to catch it because there were some drop passes. But overall, definitely came away impressed, and I'm excited I'll probably get to watch J.J. play again against Southeast Polk here in a few weeks. Yeah, Southeast Polk, a lot of people can be t- taking a look mm-hmm. at that team. This is uh, opening week. Is, what other Big 12 school? I mean, I know you're Kansas grad, so that's probably the answer. But uh, Stanford K-State, West Virginia, Maryland, the Raging Cajuns in Texas, uh, I think that's probably the best of the slate as far as the others. We may find out a little bit about the conference right after, after week number one. Which of those games you look forward most to? I think I'm looking forward to that Texas-Louisiana game yeah. just because I know Louisiana returns a lot of talent from the team that came into Ames and won a season ago. They lost the, the main running back they had, who is now, I believe, on the 49ers. But I think I'll be looking for uh, looking out for that game. I think for me, too, I think that Stanford-K-State yes. will be something that might be interesting to watch. I think that's at a neutral site, too. It is. So I think that'll be a game that'll be fun to watch just because I think those are two teams that are physical going to run the ball a lot. And as someone from the West Coast, I've watched Stanford a ton growing up. So mm. I think anytime you get to watch you know, a, a big program like Stanford go against a program like K-State, both of which have a lot of history in terms of their talent, in terms of running the ball, being physical teams, I think that could be a good game. But in general, I do think for week one slate, I think it's a really good yeah. litmus test for some Big 12 teams. I couldn't agree with you more. Yeah, and uh, Card gets the start. Didn't Sarkeesian name the freshman uh, to start for Texas? Um, but like you, I'm with you. Stanford K-State certainly moves my needle. Michael Swain, 24-7 Sports, CycloneAlert.com. Michael, we'll talk. We're off on Monday. I know Tuesday you've got Campbell, so uh, if it doesn't work out that we get you on our show, we'll talk to you Wednesday. We'll talk to you at some point next week. CycloneAlert.com, part of 24 7 sports what's your piece coming out you're going to preview some of the um lesser um really what were you going to do what do you got coming up yeah yeah of course so today i'll write sleepers freshmen yeah. yeah we're going to sort some freshmen into tears today tomorrow we're going to do some sleeper picks for the season good stuff look forward to it michael swain 24 7 sports cyclonealert.com thank you michael yep thank you guys have a good yep, week you do the same michael swain as he joins us and again as michael said whatever iowa state conference iowa state's in You'll be covering them. That one got to you. It's not right. That's poking them with a stick. Well, yeah. they're the bear. Salt in the wound. They're the bear, though. I heard that. You can yeah, poke the that, bear. that didn't. Uh, yeah, that didn't age well, did it? Uh, um. When we come back, we'll. Talk, uh, have you got a play tonight? Oh, I got plays. Do you? Oh, yeah. How'd you do this weekend? Didn't do a ton. 
obviously won the Illinois. And, yeah, uh, you did win the Illinois, and you won our MediaCom contest yeah, because of that. Yeah, I was down to you a couple hundred bucks. Yeah. I put 550 on it in our fake money at MediaCom, <laughs> and I beat I think I did the math. I think I beat you by $15 on the year. Is that right? Yeah. That's good. So we both were on the plus side. We bet all year, and we both made money, so yes. that's good stuff. Uh, we will come back. Uh, who's Trent playing tonight again, folks? If you're a football fan, this is the last Monday night without football until after Christmas. We're on Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO and 1. Trent Condon here to tell you about Rent-A-State, the new revenue rocket ship. Putting your home up for rent, not for sale. But why would you do that in a seller's market? Just do the math. Selling a home will catch you some cash once, while renting a home keeps that cash coming month after month after month. And because there are always renters, but not always buyers, Rent-A-State is foolproof, recession-proof, and retirement plan positive. What's not to love? The hassles of being a landlord? For one monthly flat rate, Renner's Warehouse will take away the tedious tasks. Tend to your tenants, answer the 3 a.m. calls, market your property, and collect the rent. Make the savvy, long game, paradigm shift and choose Rent Estate with Renner's Warehouse. Get your free rental price analysis today. Go to Renner'sWarehouse.com or call 515 528 4429. 515-528-4429. Because you can't buy happiness. Impacts today. All right, Miller and Condon, welcome back. Final few minutes of the program. Or Fernandi, and here at one, the Fanatics at three. You know, I have to believe. That they always say coach's show starts tonight. Has to, right? It's game week. It's game week. Yeah, good. Do you call. have the log? Uh let me see here. Because it would start. I think it's uh, what time's Campbell start? Six thirty. Here we go. Monday, August thirtieth, six thirty to eight. The Cyclone Coaches Show. There you go. Nailed it. You have that. Yes. Also, looking at the calendar, Thursday night, the return of Cyclone Fanatic Radio at six good. o'clock, seven o'clock. Hawkeye Nation Radio Show will also be on the air. So those two teams' uh, game shows are coming back. Right. And there's a new show on Tuesday this week, too, right? The Tyler Allen's Fantasy Football Show yep. starts? I Local? was in the draft with those guys last night. Had a good time. <laughs> I got a team in there. I had three drafts yesterday and, well, had an in-person draft, which always can lead to a little bit of hijinks, including Corey Acosta being drafted. You might Corey Acosta... He's a kicker. Yeah. That was cut Okay, in 2015. And somebody drafted him? Somebody drafted him. And didn't know that he was no longer in the league? Well, they accidentally they sorted their kickers by alphabetically. Yeah, That was the first one that came up. They thought they had done it numerically, <laughs> like projected points. Is this is this guy available for, for other people's draft? I if you're so. looking for yeah. Him? Call Jerry up. He's available <laughs> for many leagues. Corey Acosta. Wow. He's already been cut. I guess. <laughs> He's cut the NFL six years ago. 2015. Well, anyways, Tyler Allen has his show. Mm-hmm. So we're back into uh, football programming. That's Cyclone great. Fanatic on Wednesday. Hawkeye Nation on or on Thursday, rather. Cyclone Fanatic on Thursday. Good stuff. Um, who are you playing tonight? I've got a couple of plays. First, your Blue Jays tonight. Uh, they, pl- they play a stinker. Who do they play? They play the Orioles. Good. Robbie Ray's pitching. He's been so good. Take a guess what the Blue Jays are. On the money line. It's huge. They're plus a minus two, 280. That'd be huge. It's bigger. Are you kidding me? Minus 330. 
Wow. It, it's so tempting because you never see baseball lines this big. Trent, Toronto's not, they're okay. To grab Baltimore? I can't do it, though. I just, I, no, I want to. Don't do it. But I can't. What I will be betting on tonight, we will take the Detroit Tigers. That's, that's this afternoon, just this. Yeah, yeah, 110 first right. pitch there. Uh, Casey Mize, who's been pretty good okay. against Ober, who's been pretty good himself for the Twins, but uh, get plus money there. Twins the took two or three from the Brew Crew this weekend. They continue to beat good teams. Mm-hmm. They continue to pile up. Boy, if April and May were just different, alas, here we are. Uh, the other one that I'm going to take tonight, this is a favorite, but the Phillies was Zach Wheeler on the mound against the Nationals. Nats have no offense. Wheeler, not great as last time out. I think he's going to be better here. So I will grab the Phillies, minus 150 in Washington. There's good baseball tonight. As yes. we talked with Matt Snyder, this, there's some really marquee matchups to start this week. Milwaukee in, in uh, taking on the Giants, Atlanta, the Dodgers, Houston, Seattle. Seattle's hanging around. They still are rooting for them. I would love to see them get in. Yeah. They haven't been in the playoffs in 20 that's, years. That's crazy. In baseball. I know it. Where everybody gets in at some <laughs> Seemingly. point. Seemingly. Not Seattle. And, and to be able to see that, see the fans be out there and mm-hmm. watch a baseball team for 20 years and you mm. don't see a playoff appearance in today's structure of baseball, it just doesn't happen, but it has. So that's where my rooting interest still lies is Seattle to get in. Sorry, Yankees. Sorry, Red Sox. Blue Jays. Blue Jays. I, that's the one that I'd be rooting for. So a couple plays tonight and keep digging into that football deeper and deeper. I think I got a few more preseason bets before. The regular season really gets started. All right. Again, this is the final Monday without football until after Christmas. I can't believe it's here. Great. But doesn't it sound great? Uh, Murph and Andy, they'll sound great in an hour and five minutes. The Fanatics at three. Matt Campbell's Iowa State Coaches Show tonight debuts at 630 right here on Des Moines Sports Station. 1460 KXNO and 106.3 FM.